Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the TES My Best Teacher podcast with me, Dan Worth. Our guest today is Yolanda Brown, a saxophonist, composer and broadcaster who has played at numerous festivals and music venues around the world and twice won the MOBA Award for Best Jazz Act. She also hosts coverage of the BBC Proms and presents her own show on CBBC called Yolanda's Band Jam, where she teaches children about the joy of music, dancing and movement. And there's an album of the songs from the show available on streaming services. We chatted about her school days, the teachers she remembered with fondness, a memorable moment when she was introduced to the power of jazz, and why creative expression for young people is so important. All that and lots more in the latest My Best Teacher podcast from Tez. Hi, Yolanda. Welcome to the My Best Teacher podcast with Tez. Great to chat with you. How's your day going? Oh, it's going really well. Yeah, it's been a varied day, a bit of music making, a bit of podcasting uh, and a webinar as well, but I'm enjoying it. This is the joys of uh, working from home. Eh? Yeah, that does sound good. <laughs> and listeners should know that you have got a fantastic setup with a proper studio mic and a wonderful wall of photos of like what it looks like performing. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> Yes, I'm in my office. This is where I record my radio show for Jazz FM and all voiceovers and everything. And it's nice to have memories of the roads because I yeah. haven't been touring for a year. So, oh, uh, yeah, this is my uh, my little music space. Great. Well, I'm glad we've managed to uh, cop it for a bit of uh, teacher school memory lane chat. So let's let's crack yes. on. Yes. Primary school. Then let's start there. Where did you go to primary school? And what do you remember? Do you remember it well, or is it a bit hazy? Or no, I, re- I remember it really well. I went to Bancroft School in Whitford Green, um, sort of east side of London towards Essex. Uh, great memories of, of my primary education. Um, just great teachers, uh, a lovely environment. It was a new build building because um, it was it's based in the senior school. So I went to the senior school as well. But it's, I was the first year of starting the primary um, sort mm. of element of it. So it was all brand new. And I can just I can still remember the smell, you know, um, and lovely facilities and all the you know, music um, math apparatus were just sort of fresh. Mm. Uh, and I loved all of that and the teachers it felt like a family because all the teachers were clubbing together to make it the best environment and it was it was lovely really happy memories uh, it does sound great and nice to go to yeah to go to a new school and everything be like really clean and I guess the teachers must be a bit like oh don't make any mess but <laughs> <laughs> no, they were they were they actually encouraged the mess I think they wanted the children just to use everything because mm. Being in the first sort of stages, you want to make sure everything works and it, it fits with the curriculum. I did have a little bit of an inside track on it because my mum also was a teacher at the school. Ah, right. So she was one of the founding teachers there. Uh, so I was actually in the school sort of in the summer before helping to paint and uh, and bring things together, which was really nice. Um, we had sort of a, a memorial for the uh, initial head, um, Mr. Duncan, who was brilliant and so passionate and then um, we had lots of memories of actually the families of the teachers really coming together and making it an environment that children wanted to be in and you could feel it you could definitely mm. feel it that's lovely and, and obviously it sounds like there will be but presumably there were teachers there then that you remember fondly as, as you know again just doing it making it such a fun sort of engaging place to learn yeah oh always I think and that's when you can tell. I love going into schools even now and you can tell when it's the teachers really want the children to get the best out of their day and out of um, what the school has to offer. And it was definitely that kind of place. Um, they offered so many extracurricular activities as well. I think sort of my love of music really started there mm. as well, having access to different instruments. Um, and yeah, they, you could tell they really put their hearts into it as well as their knowledge. Yeah. And is there any teacher there particularly, like, well, I mean, I guess you have to include your mum in that, but is there any teacher there particularly you remember fondly and think, oh, you know, I really particularly remember them as, as someone I just really had a great rapport with? 
Yeah, well, my mum didn't teach me. So, um, yeah, she she was, uh, she did teach my brother, actually, which is an interesting experience. But I do remember um, all of my teachers were lovely, as I've said, but Mrs. Worthington um, from year four, Mm. I do remember her just sort of feeling that belief and support and encouragement from teachers, especially at an early age, um, is really important. And I can still, I can still see her smile and I can still feel her her empowering words, if you like. Um, mm. I think that was a very pivotal moment for me. Yeah, that's lovely. And, and was that about, was that just generally or was that for, for music? Because you've touched on that, was that about music? Uh, no, or? that was generally. So she was the class, mm. the class teacher. Right. Um, I can't think of any lessons in particular that were standing out, but even just, you know, it, at that age, you're with that teacher all day, really. They're mm. sort of your, your key person. Yes. Um, and so... I remember feeling safe. And if there was any, any query or a question that I had, I never had to think twice. I could just ask her um, and she'd always check in. Um, yeah, just I, she's mm. just a teacher that really stands out for me as being, when you think, think about pastoral care as well, she just cares about your whole yes. person as well as what you're learning, um, which is, yeah, really lovely. Yeah, which obviously is particularly important, isn't it, in primary and like say so that's yeah. safe environment and just learning about the world as much as about education yes. being around other adults and, and other children exactly yeah exactly that yeah and, and obviously you mentioned music I mean she'd asked it too you said it was good music provision so I mean was that I mean obviously the recorder is the sort of classic first <laughs> instrument children learn but was there more than that on offer then or was it recorded but you just really took to it and I remember recorder. I was playing um the piano from age six I think in my sort of um pre-primary I was I was starting to learn uh, the piano lovely mm. lovely teacher Mrs Davis and um, I think I continued those lessons privately outside of school. I remember there being an orchestra. I'm thinking that maybe it was when we were a bit older, like year six, and I used to play percussion. Um, and that started my love of, um, we, we had recorders, of course, but then I went on to play the drums when I started in senior school. Um, so, yeah, I loved I loved being in the percussion section of, of the orchestra. Yeah. Okay. And, and through that, then, did you do any performings, performance, any sort of in plays or again in orchestras? Because again, I think that's something, if it starts yeah. from a young age, it must make that going on to it in later life and career less scary, maybe? Is that fair to say? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think um, we definitely had performances to our parents, you know, um, um, and different celebration evenings that we prepared for, whether it be in the choir. I remember doing a lot of sort of singing with our class and with our peers and with the school. Um, and then we would perform that to our parents. Um, so I guess, yeah, performance was actually a part of it very early on, which I love to encourage now when I get into mm. um, doing workshops and going into schools, because being proud of what you're creating um, is something that should be inherent within a child. They always want to show you, you know, I've got a seven-year-old and a one-year-old now. They're always showing me, mommy, look what I've done, look what mm. I've done. Um, and you want that conti- to continue in school so you can be proud of what you're creating. And I definitely felt that. Um, being able to present what we'd done at school to our parents was really sort of important. At that school, generally, then it sounds like it was it was obviously a really good time for you. I mean, do you remember any? Did you do any sort of good like sports days or days out or any sort of just fun memories from that time? Because the way you talk about it, it sounds like it must there must be sort of yeah. a treasure trove of good stuff. It was. I think the main thing from primary school that I remember, probably extracurricular, but happened within after the school day, uh, was the Cub Scouts. And I was very mm. proud that I was a, a girl and a Cub Scout, not a brownie. Right. Um, and I, I remember feeling very empowered with that. And uh, we used to go on um, uh, sort of camps with the Cubs and um, uh, different sort of just, just going out. And it was near the forest, near Epping Forest. So we could go into the forest and really scavenge. Um, and I remember sort of even that feeling, that feeling of freeness 
uh, and and sort of liberation. Um, you know, when you, you hear sort of older generations speak about, yeah, in the good old days, mm. yeah, we, we could just go out and, you know, play on the street corner and whatever. And it's so different now. Yeah. And when I think back to those primary years, maybe not as free as that, but it did feel like, wow, we can, we can really explore and we can yeah. do this. And, you know, uh, it did feel very, very liberating if, mm. I, if I think back. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that sort of thing of getting outdoors and exploring and, and sort of being wild is yeah. I think I'm particularly sort of aware of how important that is, haven't we, over the last 12, 14 months with the pandemic and there's all our, our yes. walks and things and particularly for, for children. It, it's, it is an important thing, isn't it? The outdoor world. It's, it, you know, to your, to it your point there, it's, it's a lovely thing to remember. Yeah. And actually feeling like the classroom isn't just the four walls mm. that you're in. The classroom is actually the world. And um, I know a lot of schools now um, focus on having sort of the outdoor classroom, uh, which I, I yes. remember I remember that being part of, of my upbringing as well. Mm. Yeah. So overall, then, I'm going to guess you were, you were, I mean, I guess when you were young, it's hard to know if you were a good or a bad student, but you were an engaged student. <laughs> you liked school. You were engaged. Yes. Yes. Engaged. Um yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I loved just being involved in things. I loved the opportunities and trying new things. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely sort of the kind of person that did clubs after school and things yeah. like that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. And, and so, we're obviously, then moving to secondary school, and obviously, mm. lots of things can change in how people love primary and then secondary, or that we reach teenage years. We've had guests talk about that quite honestly and so forth. But for you then, secondary school, where was that? And how did you find that transition? Do you remember it particularly? Was it very different? Uh, I do remember it. Thankfully, it was in in the same school. So I went from primary to the secondary of Bancroft School. So we'd been seeing this senior Uh, school for the whole time. And it's kind of like they're preparing you, you know, you'll be going up here soon and lessons, you might have to move classroom for your different lessons and subjects. And that was all sort of brand new and had to get used to. But they did manage that transition really well. Uh, We got to sort of have days beforehand with our new form tutor, get to see um, sort of elements of it. And I guess things like sports facilities and um, sort of the the hall mm. we had been in before, you know, that's like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to the to the senior school yeah, for a yeah. prize giving <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of felt like you, you're familiar, but it was, it's a, it's a new deal. It's a new yeah. uniform. I remember packing my school bag and getting the pencil case ready and um, uh, just, yeah, feeling excitement, but nervousness at the mm. same time. Yeah. Um, but it was all handled um, really nicely. And um, yeah, in terms of my senior education, I carried on there and uh, left at GCSEs and went to Beale High School uh, here in Ilford uh, for sixth form. Right. Okay. So, so it was all on the same site, entirely sort of same buildings on the same site, basically. Uh, not sixth form, that was a different no, yeah, school, the, but yes, in bit, terms yeah. of, yeah, all on the same side. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you think that, make, that must have made that, that sort of transition, as you, you've said, easier? Because I can imagine, you know, that is quite a good thing, isn't it? Because you know where you're going to be, relatively yes. speaking. It must yes. take some of the fear factor. Like, like myself, I had to go to a very different, you know, my primary school was two minutes away. My secondary school was a 30-minute bus journey away. Wow. And that's a, a big change, you know, and for a young person. So I'm thinking it's a nice thing. It is. You, that continuation just makes life a bit easier. Yeah. And I think children were very, uh, we're, I'm, I'm, yeah. my inner child is coming out now. I've really gone back there now. Um, as children, you're very visual, you know, and so even if teachers tell you what senior school is going to be like, you can't imagine it unless mm. you've seen it. And I think I still remember that the way the site is, it's kind of like the, the primary school and then you've got the field and then you've got the senior school. So you can see it from your classroom every day. You can see the senior school. Yes. It's like one day I'm going to be up there. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, be, I'm now still a very visual person. I need to be able to see something in my mind's eye 
to go and get it. Mm. And I think maybe that was that was where it stemmed from because yeah. I could see where I was going. <laughs> yeah, very, very, yeah, very literal, as you say. <laughs> so, so, and the school in general, then on the education side, I mean, again, what what subjects there particularly? I'm, I'm going to guess music, but there are other things that you particularly took to and really enjoyed: geography, history, physics. Anything like that? Yeah, actually, music. I loved music. I, I loved um, sort of creating music, and the the music department was great in in the senior school. Um, I did GCSE music, uh, so I was still being very creative. But actually, I really loved Spanish and maths, mm. uh, and then and music was was in in the mix there as well. Spanish, in particular. I mean, my my parents have a place in Menorca, uh, the island off of Spain in the Balearics, mm. and I, we've been going there since I was six every single summer. We would go there because um, my mum's a teacher. We could go for six weeks. We went for the whole summer holiday. And um, yeah, great memories of growing up there. But I guess I, I'd i been hearing Spanish every summer uh, since I was six. Mm. So to be able to learn it in school, like, oh, I know what that is. And I know. <laughs> uh, it all started to make sense. And then you get into sort of the tenses and the verbs. And um, I, I loved Spanish. I really did. I think even, even then when we got to have uh, like a pen pal, uh, I had a Spanish pen pal and then part of the GCSE program, my pen pal came to stay with us for a, uh, a week and live with me, with my my family. Mm. And then I also went to Tarragona in Spain and, and lived with her family. I remember her name was um, Ana Moreno. And I thought that was amazing because Moreno means brown. It's like, I'm Yolanda Brown, she's Yolanda yeah. Brown. Yeah, it's meant to be. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, even made such a, a great sort of friendship with her that even then one summer we were, the summer after I'd stayed with her, we were driving to Menorca and um, stopped off there uh, and my family met her family and uh, it was my first time going to a nightclub, very pivotal moment in my nice. life. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Spanish for me was was a great subject to, to oh, study. Well, and also going to a nightclub in Spain, I mean, they don't really start until about midnight, do they? So that must have This been... is it. <laughs> well, dinner's not till 10, so the yeah. whole thing was right, just right up a musician street, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good stuff. And, and presumably as well, maybe... Because the, is the drinking age is different in Spain? I'm thinking, is that right? I like, know it's in France. Oh, I can't. I don't know. Actually, I think it might have been at the time. Yeah, um, but oh, I wasn't drinking. I was dancing. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of trips, a lot of trips to, to France and, and Europe when, when everyone was sort of 15, 16 were very popular in our school because it was, I oh, can you imagine can served, you can get served <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah, well, that, that was that was a lot there. So that was a great answer. There was a lot there to go through. I mean, I mean, Spanish. Yeah, that, I can see why. I mean, and was the teaching of it. I think so as well. Yeah, I think because I had the culture as a as a reference point, you know, I I love languages, but there was I couldn't understand why I didn't have the same passion for French. Mm. I think it was because I had the culture behind it um, to sort of I could envision again, it's a visual. I could envision how those conversations were happening and Mm. how I would use the language. And even now I'm still fluent in Spanish. I went on to do Spanish at university and management science with Spanish and did an Erasmus year in Spain and mm. studied in the university. And now when I'm touring, if I go to a Spanish speaking country, I will present my whole concert in Spanish. So if I'm in Mexico, in Spain, um, I've done concerts and, you know, the audience loves it because they're like, whoa, this, I thought we were in for like, I won't understand what she's saying. Yeah. And um, I can sort of converse with them and make them really understand me and my music um, through the native tongue. So That's I'm excellent. really glad for that. Yeah. Well, that, that is obviously on. clearly, like you said, your, your background and your, your family experience has helped with that. But is, is there a teacher here we should give a shout out to for helping in that journey as well and your, Sp- your Spanish teacher or teachers? Oh, gosh. Um, my Spanish teacher, I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> which is, it just shows, I mean, I had great teachers throughout, but I think it was the subject that I, I gravitated towards. I think if I'm thinking senior school teachers, 
Um, I remember my biology teacher and she was a form tutor for when I was GCSEs, first year of GCSEs, um, Mrs. Hart. Uh, she was a lovely teacher. And I think to be a form tutor in a senior school, there's so much you're dealing with, you know, teenagers are going through all sorts. And um, she managed us really, really well and um, all the different personalities within the class. And I think in senior school, especially, I was quite, I was cheerful, I was outgoing, but I was quite quiet. Um, and I remember she, she still always made sure that I was, I, I had a voice, um, which was really great. And I guess then again, with senior school, that's when I found the saxophone. I, I found the saxophone at 13. Uh, so Miss Mattel, uh, my saxophone teacher was so amazing and actually introduced me to the idea of improvisation. Um, I think at that time I'd had a very traditional musical upbringing, um, and, I remember her saying, you know, let's, let's try some, some jazz. I can feel that you want to sort of branch out a little bit from the page. <laughs> and when I used to tell her that I love playing along with my dad's record collection. So she said, okay, let's try and incorporate this into the class and um, sort of went a bit rebellious and sort of stopped the grades um, as well. And I remember playing, um, which is now my favorite jazz standard, Misty. I played it for the first time along with a backing track in the classroom. And by the time I got to the end, I was in tears and she was like, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything okay at home? Are you all right? And I, re I can remember she, um, she cancelled the next class that she would have had. And thank you so much to whoever that was. Um, and sort of took me down to the, to the lunch room. They were getting ready for lunch and she sat me down. She says, everything's okay. I said, no, everything's fine. I'm like, family's fine. Everything's fine. It's just, I just feel so emotional. And she was like, that's the power of music. And I can really remember that moment, us both sitting sort of chair opposite each other in the lunchroom before everyone was coming in. She said, that is the power of music. It can move you. It's emotional. And that feeling that you have, you should put that into your music. And that creates, it's not just about the notes, you know, it's about what you're feeling. Um, and that was a pivotal moment for me in terms of music making um, and how I wanted to, to play music. So I definitely thank Miss Mattel for that as well. <laughs> Did she at the time, did she, did she realise like how good you were that you, when you played like that? I mean, that sounds like you can't teach that. You have to just, you just do that, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. And interestingly enough, and I still remember this throughout school, um, there were always, there were always people that were better than me. Mm. You know, I, I loved, I loved sports. I loved lessons. I loved music, but there was always someone that was grade eight. You know, yeah. <laughs> there was always someone that was more technical than me. Um, and I think that was a pivotal moment just to think, actually, it's not about how twiddly we play or it's not mm. about what piece you're playing and what level it is. It's also about how you feel. Mm. And I'd never, I'd never encountered that in music before. Um, mm. So, yeah, Miss Mattel, thank you very much for that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, opening the doors of, of experimentation <laughs> yes. and jazz. And, yeah, and that's moment. how I play now. Yeah, yeah, that's how I play now. In the end, you know, I ended up leaving leaving the, the school and um, sort of going further afield. And I, I think my music making and learning music then became strengthening my ear. What am I feeling? What do I want to say with my music? Mm. Um, and I will always come back to that moment of how I felt uh, playing that song. Brilliant. Yeah, what a great story. And, and um, overall, then, it sounds, again, you sort of said to yourself, but you sound like school, you were sort of upbeat and happy to be there. So I'm going to guess yeah. you didn't get in too many sort of wayward detentions or any trouble or you know, was there one <laughs> no. or two? No, unfortunately, no detentions. I was very sort of, uh, um, yeah, towing the, the straight line, <laughs> if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I still remember even always being the mediator within my friends. You know, oh, if really? there are any disagreements, it would be me in the middle saying, what are you saying? 
okay, can you hear what she's, she's saying? What are you saying? You know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, if there was ever a problem, call Yolanda, she'll sort it. <laughs> oh, stuff, yeah. Even from a young age, that's quite a skill to have as a diplomat in the, in the friendship group, you know. Yes, I, I didn't realise that that was what I was doing. I just wanted everybody to get along. Mm. But um, yeah, it comes in handy now um, in, in my job and managing the band and the yeah, emotions yeah. and things like that, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I remember sort of being friends with everybody. Mm. Um, and wanting wanting to be friends with everybody, which was important to me. That's lovely. So when you when you left that school to go to the sixth form, that sounds like was that quite a tough thing to leave? Because I'm going to guess that wasn't on the same site, so that really was going somewhere new. And it was after all those school. years, that must have been quite hard. Yeah, I I can't remember what drove me to to want to to want to leave. I, I loved the school. Um, I think I just wanted a different experience. I'd, I'd been on that site since since year year three, you know, um, and just having a, a different experience uh, at Beale. It was great. And actually, I, I went to Beale and I became head girl and um, just sort of really enjoyed enjoyed being in a, a different environment, meeting new teachers or maybe even redefining myself. That experience that you had of like going to a different site, going to a new school with new children, I'd been almost with the same friends since I started in primary school. So it was a chance to reinvent myself, you know, um, and meet, meet different people, study different subjects. I remember I studied media, business and maths for A-level. Um, yeah. And so it, it, I had, had a great time. I, I enjoyed both schools and it, there wasn't a reason for choosing either one of them. I think it was just having a different experience at that point. Mm. And then obviously those, doing those three subjects was, again, was there a teacher through one of those that particularly remember all, all three were good or um all three were fantastic they were I remember you know especially in business studies mm. being able to go we went to um oh we went to um Euro Disney I remember and we were sort of really sort of trying to understand the business behind it and a theme park you know Walton Towers and Thorpe Park where we used to go when we were kids actually going to somewhere that was for our amusement but being told to look behind it and what do you think the business idea for putting this here and you mm. can see Kodak here can you tell that that's a partnership with another branch? Like, whoa, I didn't yeah. realise that, you know. So um, I love those experiences and I'm so thankful to the teachers that they thought we needed to see this in action. Um, but for media, I do remember Mr. Thomas. Um, and, you know, we for media, we had to make films. We had a, a radio station at Beale and um, I used to broadcast uh, in the lunchtimes to, to the school. Um, and he really made media, the idea of media and broadcast, um, a practical thing. It wasn't that we were studying it, like watch this film, what do you think about it? We had to make things and we mm. had to edit things and think about concepts and uh, design album covers. I still remember designing a, a single cover. Um, and all of those exercises were really engaging for me uh, creatively, uh, but also seeing how the world works. And it's nice when you sort of have that light bulb moment of oh, that's what they're doing with this advert or that's yeah, what they're yeah. doing when they're writing that script. Um, and yeah, he really took the time to make sure we could see our world, but from a media eye. Yeah, that's, that's great. And look, a couple of things I'll go back. So the, the trip to Euro Disney. So did you get yeah. to go on any rides or was it purely business? Because that I'm does sound quite, that. quite a sort of, you know, yeah. like a maturity test <laughs> as well, doesn't it? <laughs> I think we actually went for two days days I remember we we stayed over so I think we had one day where we could go on the rides and enjoy it right and then another day where we were looking at the business and walking around with our clipboards yeah. and noting around sort of what business uh, ideas and strategies they were thinking when they were making this yeah no that's good yeah I can imagine that would be quite like sort of <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't all work thinking, yeah. come on let's queue up <laughs> it 
wasn't all work. <laughs> no, good, good, excellent. Okay, and then and then yeah, media. That's interesting as well. And obviously, the fact you hosted a radio station at the school. Yeah. And now you do that in your professional life, and you, you've created album covers, or you know you have your own albums, your own album covers. It's all, all interesting yeah. how it all kind of links together sometimes, isn't it? That kind of it is. It really is. And honestly, throughout all of my schooling, being at Bancroft and Beale, I, I never thought that I would be a musician. You know, everything was extracurricular. Um, mm. And so uh, I was I was taking in these skills, but I never knew it was something that I was going to use later on in life. Um, and it's only now, especially doing this podcast, I think, oh, yeah, mm. I did. <laughs> you know? uh, so I'm really, really grateful to all the teachers for the input that they've had. Yeah, it's interesting because people listening to this might not realise that your your career, as it were, your educational career went very academic, didn't it? You didn't yeah. go into music from after leaving school. You went down an academic path and then have come to music, which again is an amazing, to have those two dual skill sets is, is fantastic. I mean, exactly. You- I re- yeah, no, you're so right. I remember being uh, on the beach in, in Menorca of, of a summer as we normally are. And this was the summer um, before I had to fill in my, my UCAS form. And um, another lady that had a, an apartment where my, my parents' place is, uh, she was asking me, she was a sixth form t- uh, tutor, and she was asking me, what are you going to be picking? And I was like, I don't know. And she said, right, what are you studying for A-level? So I said, uh, me, uh, business, media, and math. She goes, have you ever thought of um, uh, management science? I'd never heard of it. Uh, but she said, that combines your interests. And mm. I went on to the University of Kent in Canterbury to study management science and then went on to do a PhD there mm. uh, in Canterbury uh, in management science with Spanish. And um, yeah, I'm, thank- I'm very thankful to her as well, because I, re- I remember being just being that teenager. Just like, I just love everything. You know, I just want to yeah, do yeah. everything. And I needed some direction. But yeah, I never thought that music would be my ultimate career. Music mm. was always therapeutic. It was extracurricular. Um but yeah, I'm thankful it turned out this way. Well, and now another thing that you now do is your band Jam on CBBC. Yeah. Which, um, if anyone who hasn't watched it, is a brilliant sort of show where you're live with, well, at least you, before the pandemic, you're performing in the studio with an audience of children, with your with your band, yeah. playing songs to children. I mean, that's that's great fun. The energy is fantastic. And the songs are incredibly catchy. I was saying to you oh, before, yeah. I got one stuck in my head for about three days after a quick listen on Spotify <laughs> just to familiarise myself with it. But... Um, <laughs> How did that all come about then? That must be a hell of a lot of fun, but a very different type of audience to engage with as well than a normal audience, obviously. It is, yeah. I think, um, you know, I was, uh, when finally choosing to do music as a career, I remember sort of years on being invited to play for the gospel prom. Um, and um, there they'd ask, uh, the producers had come in from uh, from Proms Extra to ask if I could present a film uh, about the art of proming and what it's like to go to a prom for the first time. And that came off of the back of, um, I was on tour and I wanted the audience to understand what happens behind the stage. You know, we don't just turn up as musicians and just start playing. There's so much that you go through emotions. Uh, you might've been in an airport at 3am that morning and then in a bus, and then you finally got to sound check. And so for me, it was showing the audience what happens behind the stage and, and a BBC exec had seen it and said, we love how you present to camera. Um, can you do this? And after doing that, you know, more, more jobs came, including, uh, alongside with CBBs, they wanted to develop an idea and uh, music education. I'm so passionate about mm. it. And I always was doing workshops and improvisational workshops in schools and conservatoires. And they said, you know, let's pull on that. And Yolanda's band jam really is having a great time. We have 60 to 90 kids in the audience. It's like top of the pop stroke yeah. Jules Holland for kids, you know, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> um, and as you say, yeah, the tunes are catchy and we just want everyone to be up and bouncing and jumping and dancing. But we also have where I interview a special guest 
and they and they speak about their instrument, how it works, why they engage with it, and they join the jam at the end of the show. But there are those little nuggets of music education and sort of understanding what it is to play music and what you do with the instrument that I don't remember seeing growing up, even mm. though I was making music. Um, and I have parents messaging me online saying, I'm watching Yolanda's band jam and I don't even have kids. I've learned so much yeah, about yeah. the harmonica, you know? <laughs> um, and it's nice just sort of taking away the mystique behind playing instruments and just seeing seeing that connection that musicians have with mm. their instruments. Um, not- yeah, it's been a joy. Yeah, I was going to ask about that as well, because initially you said that about, because some people, if you grow up in a musical household, you're given early access to music, it, it isn't a scary thing, isn't it? But for some yeah. people, music is this whole other world of, of like, oh, how, I don't know, first thing about a guitar or a piano, whatever it is. So it's, yeah. it must be nice to engage with so many young people and, and like to make instruments just seem this fun thing you can pick up and have a go. It's not something to be afraid of. Exactly that. It's about making it accessible. Um, and that's sort of my mission, I think, for sure. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, we were able to launch or release the Yolanda's Band Jam album. Mm. And off the back of that, I had a music educational resource based on the songs because they're based on sort of dynamics, tempo, sort of musical terms. Mm. And um, of course, we couldn't, initially it was to get it into the schools. We had a thousand schools sign up, but we then were able to launch it on Twinkle um, with the help of Super and Sony Music Magic Star. And it was great. We had over 30,000 downloads. And just to know that parents were teaching their children, you know, we had the lesson plans and the worksheets and everything there, but parents could get involved and do music lessons as a homeschooling activity, which was so lovely to see. And I've had workshops and videos sent back to me of um, parents and teachers saying they really enjoyed the resource. So for me, that that's great because you want children to understand music from, from their own understanding as well and giving them the opportunity to explore it. And obviously, I imagine the pandemic has uh, interrupted filming on that for quite a while, but hopefully we'll be back in the studio soon and there'll be new episodes to, to watch and enjoy. Sure, we're hoping so. Yeah, we haven't been able to film um, because of the pandemic and we can't all be together in a studio, um, but we're hoping. We're, we've had so many scenarios. Should we film it outside? What should we do? So yeah, watch this space. Um, hopefully we'll get the green light soon. So the one thing I'll ask you, you said that you like to sort of try and remove some of the mystique and you do that with your audiences as well so one thing i wanted to ask and something i've always wondered about musicians and you know mm. you're a fresh musician so i've got a chance to ask the question is your kind of music when i listen to the albums they they are very they sound very improvisational some yes. of the tracks are they is that right are you, or how much transcribing do you play something right i like that bit i like that bit and then you come to play, play the same every time or is it complete just the same as long as you're in the right key and the feel <laughs> that's what you're going for um yeah ultimately yes it is improvisational i do try to follow sort of the the, the jazz standard of having a head of the song. So there's a, there's a melody that will repeat. Mm. And um, yeah, for that, I mean, I do everything by ear, but for that, that is, this is how the melody of the song goes. We start here, yeah. we can go anywhere we want to go and then we'll come back here just to make sure everyone's still on the bus yeah. and then yeah, bring it to a close kind of thing. But what I love is the middle of the tracks where you, it can be anything and no two gigs are the same mm. with that respect, you know. The drummer might play something that leads us off somewhere else or, you know, the guitarist might play something. And, um, but yeah, we'll always stay true to the initial melody, but it could go wherever it wants. Excellent. I feel, I feel more informed now. That's, that's really good to know. <laughs> excellent. No, it's great. Um, excellent. So, I mean, we've covered a lot on school there. Um, we, mm. I mean, we've also covered school trips a bit, but were there any yeah. other trips that you went on that were, again, like more, more fun than the educational yeah. one, the trip to the amusement park that was with clipboards. I mean, did you go anywhere else? That was- <laughs> I, I guess, I mean, all school trips are meant to be educational yes. at the end of the day, but um, I remember going to 
dressing up in sort of a costume and going to Hampton Court. That was that was a really fun. And all yeah. of the actors that were there made you feel like you were immersed in the time. Um, so I did enjoy that. And Hampton Court looked like my school as well. So we kind of, it was, for our minds, was very uh, interesting. And I remember going to a place and I can't remember the name of it or where it was because we used to just get on a coach and go. Yeah. But um, again, linked to languages. So it was set up like a European town. So there'd be like a butcher's, a baker's, a magazine shop. Uh, um, and then you could, you'd have the currency. It was before the euro, showing my age. Um, have the currency. So if it was France, you have francs. And then you would be able to buy things and converse with the the cast that were speaking that language. And um, I remember just thinking, oh, this is so cool. I, I just really, really enjoyed it. But I remember going there another year and then we did, we were in France set up we went for lunch and we came back and the whole place was exactly the same but everything was in Spanish <laughs> and I just I just I just thought it was really funny and then we changed our our currency and we were off again um but yeah that sounded a bit geeky there but I did I really enjoyed that trip I don't know the, where it was what, or, was or, in the UK yeah. though it was in the UK yeah, yeah. it's a, a brilliant idea it almost reminds me of um Kidzania now I take my daughter to a place called Kidzania mm. and it's almost like a, a real world there's a hotel there's a the, it could be a pilot you could be anything you want to do all the jobs under the sun um and you just let the children they have their money and they go and work and they can buy things it reminds me a bit of Kidzania but I can't remember what it was but it's mm. fantastic great well, if, anyone, if anyone listening yeah, tell me what it was. Know, yeah. <laughs> or was it a dream? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Great. Overall then, I mean, thank you so much for, for sharing all those memories of school. I mean, it sounds like you had a lovely time and, and you know, made lots. I mean, do you still have got some good friends from school days? It sounds like you must do. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thankfully for social media, I still get messages from teachers saying they're really proud of my achievements mm. and uh, you know, how far you've come. Because I was uh, I, totally cheerful and really enjoying every opportunity, but I, I was quite quiet, I think, mm. especially to the teachers. Uh, so for them to see me now as a presenter and as a musician, for some of them, it's like, that can't be the same, yeah. <laughs> same Yolanda, you know. So it's lovely to get the messages online from them. And um, uh, yeah, from, from friends reconnecting uh, because of social media, which is really nice. Everyone's married and having children and things mm. now so hopefully we reconnect with the next generation um and i just moved house recently and um sort of re-going through my loft and sort of pictures i actually found the pictures of like being on the netball team I don't know if you can oh see. yeah fantastic <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, listeners can't see this, but yeah, you're holding up a picture of you on the school netball team. Uh, yeah, just seeing me with my wing, wing defence, um, uh, what do you call it, wing... Yeah, what do you call it? With my wing defence vest on, exactly. Um, but yeah, great memories of, of school. And, and I was also in the um, combined cadet force. I didn't get to tell you that bit, which I, I loved about um, being at school and having that opportunity. Um, and the discipline, actually, because mm. um, I guess I was quite fancy free and you know I just liked experiencing different things but the fact of being in in the army cadet so we had to make sure we had all of our kit all undergo we used to go to the barracks and go on camps and um doing things like Duke Duke of Edinburgh award and just being left out in in the wilderness for a couple of days with a compass and a and a and a tent but um I, I did really enjoy all of those different things um I think it kind of added to the personality of, of me and helped me grow mm. I think if I didn't have them I'd still be quite shy I think <laughs> mm. yeah excellent. yeah it all sounds like it all linked together I mean don't know if you had any time to even just sit down for five minutes when you were at school because you sound like you must be always doing something I, but <laughs> always doing something I think so I, I remember uh, especially when we had to write our UCAS forms a lot of it 
I was filling with my extracurricular activities, mm. but I did genuinely enjoy doing things after school and staying behind and being in the athletics team or uh, for netball or hockey or whatever it was. I, I actually did enjoy it. I feel exhausted thinking about it now. <laughs> when we were young, we had energy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> very true, very true. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned about the teachers as well, because I should say that they, like, say they keeping in touch with them or being able to say to them, oh, thank you, you, know, you it was great. Yes. I really enjoyed your classes, your lessons, and then being going on and doing something like you're doing now. It must be a lovely connection to make again. Yeah, absolutely. And if any of them are here in this podcast, please do reach out to me because, um, yeah, really fond memories. And um, thank you to all the teachers that have been a part of my life. That's a, that's a lovely place to wrap up. So um, thank you so much for chatting to us. Lovely memories, really interesting stuff. And um, well, good luck with all the future uh, band jams and concert and gigs and, and back, hopefully when the world opens up again, lots more of them to come. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>